Hi, I'm Trace. And I'm Lace. And welcome to our podcast. We're excited to be here today with a special guest. Yes, we have a special guest. So Lacey and I, backstory, over the course of the last week of doing our podcast, um, we started out with this vision of spreading truth um, about things that are going on in the world today. Yes. And then over the course of the week, we have, um, between talking with each other and different promptings that we have felt, we felt like our calling and purpose has been, has been bigger. And we have felt like we wanted to kind of tune into more of what our purpose is um, through this whole experience. So then that got us talking about different people and things that we, and people who we know, and we've decided to kind of go a new direction. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, no, I love how you kind of brought that up about finding your purpose. And I think we can all agree, like finding truth and speaking truth is always, and it will always be important to us. But we also found that, you know, talking about our faith and talking about family was also super important. And we've had life experiences that some have been great, some have been real bad. And I think by taking those experiences, we are able to hopefully um, basically share some insight with others, kind of learn from experiences. I don't think that God puts any experience into our lives without knowing that maybe we could share this in a way of helping others. Um, I guess it kind of goes back to that old question of why do bad things happen to good people and maybe it's for the reason of you know being able to heal and connect and um, help others help others along the way yeah so with that being said our first guest speaker who i thought was perfect for this job because she's helped me so much and i'm lucky enough to be able to call her my sister um but it is tiffany gormley and she um, I'm going to read a little bio about her to kind of just, I felt like it sums her up perfectly and explains her. So she is coached to Tiffany. She is, and she is a registered dental hygienist and she has just started her own coaching experience, um, called the millennial hygienist. And so Which I'm personally so excited about, yes, Lacey comes from a dental, her <laughs> husband is a dentist. So she is, it's a, an intertwined connected world. <laughs> So she is a registered dental hygienist on a mission to shift the paradigm in the world of healthcare and dentistry that encompasses whole body health as the new normal. During hygiene school, she was introduced to meditation practice as extra credit, which opened her up opened up her mind to the possibilities and expanded her spiritual world. After almost losing herself in a divorce through breaking her arm, she was reminded of the power of God's divine hand. Along her journey, she has transmuted her pain into purpose, which I love, and is to now lead in a new way and create a shift. So welcome, Tiffany. Hi, welcome. Thank you guys so much for thinking of me and for asking me to be on today. I'm super excited to support you and just honor your guys' journey so much and see your growth and see your friendship that has evolved so beautifully. And I am so just honored to be here and share this message with your guests just because this is something that is so important and especially to women. We are so told stories our entire lives and told what we're supposed to be and we're told by everybody else who we should be and how we should show up in this world. And finding that strength and that inner power to really just follow what it is that's on your heart and that purpose that's tapping you on the shoulder. Uh, I believe we are all unique individuals 
of the same divine creation and that we are here to express our unique light and that we all have a mission and a purpose that we are meant to bring to this world. And, you know, some of it's, so for some people, it's being a mother, for some people, it's creating a business, for some people, you know, it's different for everyone and everyone holds their own truth. And that's where we get caught up so much is we sit and start comparing and comparison is truly the thief of joy. And when we allow ourselves to go back to our heart center and really focus on ourselves and our journey, it allows us to create and co-create with God this beautiful world that we are all in, that we are trying to shift into this new positive way and really leading with a heart-centered uh, vibration and just letting love and unity be what actually leads us forward. Yeah, and I think that that's so awesome because I think when we're living in a society and a time right now where everyone is um, locked in their houses and quarantined, yeah. Yeah. I think we're in such an exciting time in the world today that we live in because there's so much change going on and we are experiencing so many things. Um, and everyone I think is kind of having this desire yeah. that they want to make an impact. They want to, they want to create change, but a lot of times um, people don't know how. And so yes. anyways, Tiff, tell us a little bit about how you got into your coaching career. So I have been a registered dental hygienist for seven years and also on the side through that I have been involved with three network marketing companies and I have always been a fan of network marketing because it allowed me to believe in a possibility of a vision of doing something more than what of just being a mother or a wife. And so um, really what came to change, so my first multi-level marketing that I was in was in Sensi and that was when I was 18 years old and I just didn't really... I knew I didn't want to go to school. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but then just, I also was in a relationship at the time and that's, you know, who we keep around us and the stories that they feed into us is so huge because your support system is really how you allow yourself to expand to a new level. And in that, I just, you know, wasn't necessarily my calling. And I, that's what I count it down to is that it wasn't my path. And so each network marketing that I got into just wasn't my path. However, in, um, Isogenics, I was able to get introduced into a conscious community and Peter Kelly, who is one of my mentors, she has what she calls her genius and she created a live event that I got to attend and it was a three-day event that was all about conscious entrepreneurship, all about conscious leadership, it was all about creating a vision, um, it went through the steps of how you create your own vision, how you kind of listen to that inner genius that's tapping you on your shoulder and after that event, I was just fired up. And I just knew that I had a bigger passion and a bigger purpose in this world. And 22 days after that event is when I fell and I broke my arm. And if you know anything about chronic pain, um, chronic pain and depression are sisters. And so usually, you know, you experience one and the other likes to sneak its head around. And so that is where my journey really began and my spiritual journey really began. I, at that time, had a meditation practice that I had picked up from hygiene school. and I remember the day I stopped praying and I remember the day I started praying and I prayed to God to just to lead me, to guide me and to just show me the way and to just help me to kind of understand where it was that I was supposed to go. And for me, one of my biggest limiting beliefs is being told that I need a man's approval or that I need a man to accept me for me to fulfill my higher purpose. And that has been something that has been linked to each of my kind of timelines that I've been on. There's always been a man that has 
made me self-sacrifice and make a decision that wasn't necessarily in full alignment for me. And the last four years have been really about unlearning those programs and upgrading my programs to realize and have the belief in myself to create this vision that I now have launched and gotten into. And so investing in myself and just paying for that ticket to go to that one live event that was, you know, tied to a network marketing company, but wasn't even related to that at all. And I had no idea going into it, what it was going to be. And just making that decision to really invest into my growth and my journey was the biggest decision that ever like changed my life. And it allowed me to really be open to the possibilities and to step into the confidence of who I am as a person and gave me the tools and the frameworks to, and the mentors to teach me and lead me and guide me to this place here. And once I reach this place where I am now of certainty, I know that so with better certainty, you have to have certainty before you can make any sort of influence or impact. So I will say that. So you have to become clear in what it is that you're wanting to bring to this world. And so this process of the last six months, I have you know, had the pandemic, which allowed me to get very certain and clear and on purpose with my mission. And so in the last you know, few months, I've been able to really create this idea, this vision that is much bigger than who I am and it's much bigger than me. And that's what keeps me going. That's you know, how I can silence the fear is that when you have a vision that is far beyond you and it's not coming for you, it's through you. And it's allowing it to come through you so that you can fulfill it for the higher good of all humanity. And just really knowing that that's what the vision is for and that it's not about you. Leadership is never about you. It's about who you're serving and it's about who you are there to uplift and to inspire. And just living in your truth and shining your own light is how we each allow the, everyone else to have permission to do the same. Because for some reason, humans want or need permission and validation. And so when you give yourself that permission, especially women, especially women, well, I, I mean, love that you brought up the thing about women because what's interesting, and we hadn't even talked about this before, but all of us, um, well, me and Tracy are both moms, but we also have businesses on the side that primarily work with women. Um, so I know that all three of us together have probably worked with a lot of women over the years. So I'm curious, um, Tiffany, I almost called you Tracy two T's. <laughs> They're full of redheads. Yeah, you know, my dad's struggle. <laughs> They're full of redheads and they both are T's. Um, I'm curious, Tiffany, what do you feel like is the one thing that keeps women from trying something new or really going after that new thing that they want to go for, but they just are scared to start? Really across the board, it comes back to a self-doubt and just a lack of self-confidence and not feeling that they're worthy to fulfill that mission or that vision and not necessarily having learned the tools through their life to know what it is to run a business, to actually have that confidence to make the decision to move forward. And so it really does just come back to a feeling of self-certainty and self-confidence so that you can really be sure in who you are to make that decision and learning to create a relationship with yourself so that you have a very strong connection with you and your heart and your own frequency so that you know when you're in alignment and when you're not. And it all comes back to, you know, if you're aligned or not. So alignment is an individual definition. It's all you know, based on the same premise of doing what feels good to you and what feels good to you may not feel good to someone else. And that's where if we understood that in a little bit more of a global way, we could have more unity and just peace and love in the world that we're living in. Awesome. Um, 
So one thing that I know, being her sister, you guys might not know, but I know Tiffany is all about, she calls them her rituals. So the other day I asked her, I said, you know, what is one thing that I can do or what could I help? Like, where's a place for people to start who want to start, you know, finding their purpose and finding their, um, you know, what, where, where, how to start, how do you start, you know, cause sometimes I think people feel awkward. Like yeah. people want to like step I into that next level. I don't know how they want to step into that next level of, of, you know, their shift in their life and take their life to the next level. Yes. But like, what does that mean? Where do, how do people get into that? And so I know a lot of successful people often talk about the power of a morning routine. And so I wanted to know, well, I know you have a morning routine. So I want to talk about how, what that is and how that has been life changing for you. Yeah. So getting a morning routine is actually, I've had the morning routine for the last four years. So I have a Doberman that I'm very blessed to have because that dog is the reason that I got out of bed some days and didn't, you know, have any other reason to. And so, but having him and having that consistency is key. And that's really what it comes down to in your routine is creating something that you can consistently recreate, maybe not necessarily in the same order, because I do fully believe in energy recirculation. And if we do the same thing over and over, we get bored and we get stuck. And that's how we start to hit those walls. And so you have to recirculate your energy and you have to be willing to have a little bit of flow and ease. And that's that feminine, you know, essence to it that you get to have. But really I start everyone out of my clients with setting aside at least 20 minutes. 20 minutes before your children wake up, 20 minutes before your husband wakes up, 20 minutes just for you. And in that 20 minutes, I recommend doing at least five minutes of my, what I call the core four. And those are just meditation, movement, reading, and writing. So it's just you know a little small journal practice, reading a book from some source you know that is going to help stimulate your brain and it's going to get your brain on that pathway and doing a little bit of a movement practice to just get the blood flowing and just to allow the toxins that build up in our bodies overnight to start flowing and to wake up our system. And of course, meditation to just connect us and you know get us into our body and out of the mind and just to set an intention for the day because you really have to ask yourself, what energy am I, am I living in? And meditation is a way for us to go within and actually say what it is because we have an oscillating story in our brain that is consistently running. So everyone thinks that they're crazy if they acknowledge this voice in their head, but we all have this little voice and we always have it. And it's that ego that is constantly running and it's learning how to create a relationship with your ego so that you can know when it's ego talking to you or when it's God talking to you. And so you have to be able to learn how to really tap in and go within to yourself. And that can be really scary because we experience trauma we experience these hard things and we've witnessed things that, you know, some more horrific than others. And to go back to that space and to that time can be very emotionally taxing and it's very scary. It's a very dark place that you have to return to because you can only get to the light by going through the darkness. The only way out is through. And so you can't just bypass it. You know, a lot of people do spiritual bypassing and they're like, oh, well, I just meditated and didn't do, you know, they think that just adding meditation to the list is going to help, but you really need to have something that incorporates all four of those so that you're focusing on your mindset, your health set, your heart set, and your soul set. So you have to really be able to have all four of those parts of your being because we're multidimensional beings. And so we can't just focus on one aspect of life and expect it to not trickle over to the others. And so 
really though, the biggest thing is just consistency and making that commitment to yourself and saying that no matter what, I'm going to set that 15 minute timer, 15 minutes before, 20 minutes before. I like doing at least a five minute. It just helps my brain of the OCD structure that I have of just being like, here you go. But for me personally, at this point, my morning routine is an hour long. So I wake up at 5 a.m. every single day, and whether it's the weekend, whether it's, you know, outside of that, like this morning I woke up at 4.30 and I went hiking. So, you know, that's a part of that recirculation, and that's about just, like, changing up your routine so that you do what it is that you need to do. And then once we were on our hike, I did a little meditation and riding out in nature. So, you know, switching it up and allowing yourself to have that permission to change and evolve your routine as you evolve, because we're always changing. We're not complete as humans. We don't come here to be complete. We come here to expand and to continually grow and grow and grow. And that is the spiritual journey. It doesn't matter where the, de the destination to Rome, there's a million paths. And so the, to remind yourself of that, that your process is yours. And so finding what it is that's going to help you feel good and in alignment and set you and call in the energy that you're wanting to move forward within your day. And that's the power of the morning routine and why it's so important to just have it for you every morning. I love that. I was going to say, I think speaking for myself maybe people can relate i remember when i first started with my morning routine and it same i was like oh 20 minutes i can handle 20 minutes yeah and then as you get into that and you almost crave more because it's that that 20 minutes becomes so peaceful and so vital to your day that you crave more of it so then you start waking up 30 minutes earlier mm -hmm. and then you start finding your morning routine and i remember when my morning it was my morning routine had gone i never had I'm not a morning person. You <laughs> no, know this. Not. <laughs> and my morning person had got my morning routine had gotten up to about a 45 minutes before my day started because that I used to think my most precious time was when I put my kids to bed. But then I realized that it was when I would wake up in the morning. But then life happens over time. And I think like Tiffany said, and that's probably where I went wrong is that I didn't switch it up. I started to get bored with my morning routine and I started to get, and then, and then life happened and I just stopped my morning routine altogether and then creeps in the shame, the guilt, the feeling like a failure. I can't even stick to a stupid morning that routine. That perfectionist mindset. Yes. And then you just, and then you don't even want to you don't to, you can't start over. you do, you feel bad you, yeah you feel but but I love like kind of how she puts it in is being gracious with our each other and that knowing that you know life you go through seasons and I think that's so spot on and you know when you were talking to me it reminded me of I'm sure you guys have read the book The Miracle Morning yes it's very similar um, there's you know once you start getting into personal development and personal growth having a morning routine oh, is something that is across the board in almost all the books especially the new ones that are coming out especially like the habit books um, and the miracle morning is one that I love and just having it and reading the books there's the, the there's also a book called the 5 a.m. club by Robin Sharma mm -hmm. and it is amazing he's written several really great books that are worth reading um, if you do not have him on your list but the 5 a.m. club, it's written in a really um, funny way, and it's from the narrative of just, it has three different personalities, and it talks kind of to each, to every person out there. And so no matter who it is that's reading it, you can connect with one of the characters and really understand, you know, the power of that influence that it has and just the consistency where it comes to show up. And, you know, giving yourself, if you do wake up late and you can only do the five minutes of each thing, then that's fine. But at least you still did five minutes and you committed that to your time and you told yourself that you were that valuable. Because sometimes we think I'm not valuable enough to 
do this because now my kids are going to be here. My, I have this, I've got this long task list, but reminding yourself that and loving yourself enough to know that, no, I need this every day to do and to feel my highest purpose. Yeah, to be my best. I love that. And you know, one thing, once you start to like really dig into, I think any type of personal development and you start to learn about all the most successful people, right? Every single one of them have some sort of morning routine which I have always found really interesting. Um, so to kind of go off that, I wanna hear, I think as women especially, we get super overwhelmed. Um, we try and give too much and we don't give enough to ourselves. I want to hear, Tiffany, what is your one piece of advice to a woman who is feeling very overwhelmed and inadequate right now? How do you coach me weekly? <laughs> <laughs> How do we coach Tracy? What it tell, just share with the world. Give us an insight. The text you send me weekly. <laughs> so really, it, you know, that feeling of overwhelm, that feeling of self-doubt, it's something that's going to happen. It's going to creep in. And it's all about acceptance. You have to accept where you are in your process in that moment before you can make any sort of shift, any sort of change. You have to allow yourself to zoom out and to just look at the bigger picture and say, you know, where, where, where am I really? You know, what's really coming up for me? And is this my story or is this a story from society? Is this a story from my husband? Is this a story from my friends? You know, and is it, is it mine? Is it true for me? And allowing yourself to, from there, accepting and getting into a state of appreciation and just really finding the appreciation for what it is that you do have from that zoomed out place and that zoomed out state of mind where you get to really just appreciate and you get to see and fully feel the abundance that's actually flowing to you. And you get to kind of have that worldview of, you know, maybe my life actually isn't so bad. Maybe, you know, I have got these things and I'm, you know, feeling overwhelmed, but really, I just have to make one, you know, small shift here and then I can make this change or whatever it might be. And then, you know, from there we get to allow and attract what it is that we're really calling in. But first we have to accept and appreciate where it is in that moment so that you can stop feeling the negative feelings and begin to call in those positive emotions because the subconscious of the brain is so, so powerful. And you have to learn how to speak to yourself in a way that you're reprogramming the old stories that you have. And you have to be able to really have that conversation and be aware of what the tone and what language it is that you're saying so that you're not feeding into those negative programs, but you're instead following the, you know, empowering and like the change programs that are going to help you towards that higher level. I love that. I love that too. It reminds me of, so like when my house is a mess, I, <laughs> I struggle. I really struggle. But with three little kids, my house is always a mess. It's always a disaster. But for some reason, for a long time, I would put my value on, this sounds so dumb now, but as a wife on how clean my house was. And I'm like, that is so stupid. But I think the way we grow up and the way that um, we are raised, it dictates how we feel self-worth, right? And so if I wasn't like being this best perfect wife with a clean house, I was not a good mom. I wasn't a good wife. And it's funny when you kind of nail it down like that to me because it's like, dang, like you said, is this what I'm telling myself or is it someone else's story or society's story that they're telling me? Yeah, I, um, I had just met with, um, one of my friends who's a life coach and I've been meeting with her. And that's one thing that, you know, was my homework this week was to get very clear on what my values are and what 
what I, you know, like she said, you know, when is it, when do you find yourself starting to lose your mind? And then, you know, is it when the kid, like, is it worth your relationship with your children? You know, what, what, what's your value, the relationship with your kids or your clean house? You know what I mean? And so, and just getting very clear on, on what our values are and what those values look like. Because um, I thought I knew what my values were and I thought I knew what I valued and like what I was like, pretty clear, you know, a family truth. Like I got this, you know what I mean? But it's so much deeper than that. And so um, I love that. But, you know, and I think it was, no, it made me think about how once I kind of realized this, it was like, I didn't really care about my house. I cared more about when people came over, what they were thinking. Right. And that's why I'm like, well, dang, Tracy can come to my house when it's a mess now because she's like a true friend. So I'm like, well, dang, I only want people around me who like, I don't have to worry about because everyone knows at the end of the day life is hard and it's crazy and we just need to give each other and ourselves I think a little bit more grace yeah to be honest it's kind of funny that you say that because we're so worried about what other people are thinking about us but in reality most people do not care about you enough to actually be thinking about you yeah I know that that hurts your feelings but they're actually not, they're too busy and caught up in the story and the loop that's going on in their brain to actually really fully invest or to care that much as much as you are you're making it about you know when you start to make it about you it becomes this really big narrative but in reality people are so caught up in their own stories and their own lives that they're too busy to be focused on you and we have this self-important state of mind but really we're all you know kind of in our own movie that we're starring in and if we started to think of it as we're all the stars of our own movies then we would start caring a lot less about what it is that the people think around us. I love that concept. I feel like we could talk forever kind yes. of about that. But I want you, I know you have, we have like two more questions for you, if that's okay, Tiffany. Yeah, absolutely. So fear, you've talked a lot about a fear. It's something you and I have talked a lot about. I know it's something Lacey and I have talked a lot about with like our different MLMs. It's one of the big things that always comes up. But yeah. it's like the number one reason that it holds people back from doing um, and living the life that they truly want. And so, um, what are some tools? I mean, I feel like really overcoming fear is something that takes work and you need to hire a life coach. You need to call Tiffany to really get into this. And to your info. <laughs> but what is it? And it, you know, what are some ways that we can overcome that fear to help people, to help women and help those too, to really start living the lives that they're, that they're meant to live? So the thing about fear is that it requires us to have a certain level of emotional fitness. So it requires us to be, Hey, sorry, got three dogs in the same place. all up. But so it requires us to have an emotional fitness, which is, you know, you hear a lot about emotional intelligence and that's just creating a self-awareness. And so once we become and start to have that relationship with self and we really start to develop a self relationship and we become aware of how we're talking to ourselves, what it is that we're feeling and, you know, not even just like, Oh, well, I think I'm feeling this, but really like, holding your hands on your heart and being like, what am I feeling? Where is it manifesting in my body? Is my stomach tight? Am I tight in my shoulder? Am I like this? You know, really be like, all right, let me just sit here for a second and let me just kind of tap in and see where am I feeling the fear and where is it coming from? And you know, what is, what is it that's coming up for me? Because the body of the story holds, the body of the story is so much stronger than that of the mind. And so your body on a somatic level and on a cellular level is holding all of the stories and all of the programs down to like the subatomic level. And so, you know, but the thing to remember is that fear makes us human. 
And that's what kind of, you know, we all share that we have fear. And that's something that you need, that is so important to keep in mind because it allows you to have a certain sense of compassion. And it's when you begin to become consistent in your relationship with yourself and your routines and the rituals and just the self-work and knowing that it's a vision that you're creating and creating a full body vision, then that allows you to know that your vision is taking you to a higher place and fear stops to be, starts to become obsolete because your vision is so much bigger than any fear that you could possibly have. And you get to almost kind of transmute your fear into fun. And so when fear is coming up for you, it's a trigger. It's something, it's showing you another layer. It's showing you something that you can go deeper on. And so when you start to become excited about fear and you start to see like, all right, I'm scared, but you know what? I'm excited. Like, bring it on. What's next? Like, let's do this. Like, face it, you know? And like, how confidence building is that when you have a fear and you like, say you're scared of public speaking and you go and like, having a podcast coming on here. I mean, I had a little bit of a heartbeat going on before I popped in with you guys, girls and just had you know, that moment of just like, all right, am I going to be able to flow? Am I going to be able to have the messages come through me? And, you know, I've never done a guest podcast like this before myself. And so just knowing that there was that fear, but then, you know, you know what, I'm excited. Let's bring it on. And then, you know what, you get on here and you do something and it's so much easier than what you actually thought. And you were like, God, why was I even telling myself that story to begin with? And it just totally cancels out the narrative. And so when you start asking yourself these kind of questions, like, what makes me scared or where am I holding the fear? And you know, how do I, what am I doing to minimize the fear and not actually addressing the fear? You know, a lot of times we are an external, we have the external world versus the internal world. And so often we're using the external to try to mask what's going on on the internal. And so once we start to really take the external away and come back into that internal state and that internal place, it allows us to begin to check in with ourselves and just, kind of just take that from fear into passion into purpose and so you can leave with it that way. I want that because I often tell my I teach my kids this I say it's okay fear is like a good thing like use it to your advantage like my little girl the gymnast and we often talk about how yeah you will be scared but use that adrenaline um so I love that concept so final question um and feel free to kind of expand on this but I know that our viewers are probably I'm sure that they're very interested to kind of figure out for their own selves, like what is my clarity or what is my purpose? So I'm curious what you would tell someone when they first come to you and say like, how can I find my purpose or how can I get more clear on my purpose? Is there like a homework or is there something we can do to kind of pinpoint that? How do you peel back the layers? <laughs> so, you know, there are a lot of layers and that's where having someone or having a coach that knows the frameworks that can help you through it because it's easy to say, well, step this, step this, but then having someone that helps you go a little bit deeper on it can be and keep, um, very beneficial. And keep you accountable and it keeps you, yeah, it keeps you honest. It keeps you accountable. And that's really how my vision has transformed is once I committed and I got my mentor who I have now, who's um, Joel Brown, if you do not follow him, he is amazing. Um, he is somebody who has actually a monthly mastermind that's very affordable that you can get into and that anyone can jump into and um, I can share the link with that for you guys um, that is my affiliate link for you to get it into um, but it's just it's made for everyone who is looking to get clear on their purpose but so I'm gonna be you know kind of borrowing some of that information that I've received from him and I'll share it with you girls and it's um, something to remember is just that the brain doesn't know the difference between the imagination and reality 
And so the brain is constantly in this state of what is real, what is not. And so as we're creating our vision, um, I, what I learned to do is actually create a 10 year vision and created a 10 year big vision. And then that went from 10 years and then you have a five year vision and then you have a two year vision, a one year vision, and then a 90 day vision. And so when you break it down that way and you start to kind of work backwards and you go like, all right, what's my biggest, highest thing? What am I looking for? What am I trying to get? What am I trying to achieve? And then, all right, in five years, where am I going to be at? How am I going to be obtaining that higher vision? And then you kind of pull it back even more and you have your, you know, two years that you have that you are looking at and you're like, all right. And it's funny because we overestimate what we can do in 10 years and we underestimate what we can do in one year. So, you know, we think that we have all this time and then boom, look at 2020. It's literally almost, we're more than halfway over. And so time, it's just kind of that thing of the imagination. And so once we allow ourselves to release any constraints on time and we see what's possible for our brains to expand to in that 10 year time, then we can actually start to get and work down and finding in that 90 days, creating like a 90 day game plan to get into action. And what are the skills that I need to obtain to get me to get to this point? How am I going to reach this goal in 90 days if I don't know how to have a podcast? If my, pod, if my goal is to have this, then how am I going to get the skills needed? And it's one thing to remember is that your vision is created in, there's, I would like to call them the eight areas of your life. And so you have your business and career vision, you have your financial vision, and you have your romantic vision, and then you have your um, health vision, and then family and friends, fun and adventure, self and personal development, and the last, and what I think is to be the most important, is your physical environment. And that's because that is the space that you're in, and that's the community that you're around, that is just how you keep your centered self. And so, but you can't really create a vision that is going to actually move you forward if you don't, if you leave out one of those areas. And so you have to create a 10 year vision for each of those areas of your life. And so that's what I take my, my clients through in my program, Rediscovery Rehab, is they're, I'm helping them create a bigger, larger vision and helping them see as well as creating and forming a morning routine that's solid and just giving them tips and tricks as well as just, you know, other rituals that help them stay attuned to themselves in that, you know, because so often we neglect ourselves. And so we kind of have to set like a weekly ritual that we do every week for ourselves. We have to do like a monthly ritual that we do every month for ourselves and just allowing ourselves to do those things. And so once you start to kind of create a bigger full body vision, then you get to say, where am I living in alignment with my vision? And then that allows you to kind of face that fear and say, all right, if I really want to create this vision, then I have to create this business page. I have to create this podcast. I have to do what it is that I need to do to make the change that I want to see in the world. You have to do the scary things. Yes, you have to do the scary things. Absolutely. We, we decided, we told ourselves, okay, we're coming out with a podcast in two days. And so in two days, we literally went from not knowing nothing about a podcast to like, we figured it out because we'd already announced it to the world. So we had no choice, but to figure out how it to was on Instagram. So on we will have a podcast. <laughs> yes. And I think... I think when, you know, I think for a lot of times, I, I don't anymore, but like listening to Tiffany talk and whether other coaches or trainings that I've taken, and it, you, at times it can feel so overwhelming. You're like, man, I got to have a ritual for this and this and this and this. But the reality of it is that we already have and all of these eight areas of life, 
we already have our routines and the way we're doing it, but the way we're doing it is clearly not working for us. So it's not like you're having to add all of these new things to your life. It's just retraining your brain and taking it on. And, you know, it's not like it's this, it's not overwhelming and like it's not unachievable for people because you're already doing all of those eight areas of life and living, but you're not living to your full potential. So what Tiffany does is help you re make more um, intentional, I guess the right word is intentional with your time and what you're doing to start finding your purpose. I love that. that. I love that. And you know, Tiffany, I don't think we can ever like thank you enough for hopping on here and sharing these thoughts with us because for myself, I mean, I've done personal development, but hearing someone talk about it the way that you do was just so like mind blowing. And I'm thinking, well, dang, maybe, maybe I need a life coach. I love, I no, you need a life coach. I told you this because, and I think what I love the most too, because I know, you know, with our followers and like the people who are networking is a lot of it, you know, religion and things like that. But one thing I have learned through this is that meditating and tapping into higher powers and spirituals and energy it's across the board. It's how this world was created. Um, no matter what religion you are or what you believe. And so I think that, um, it's, it's okay to get in, like to, to tap into this and find God and know God or whatever that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, I think a lot, like for me, I think at first I was like, I'm not yoga. Like that's like its own religion. Like we don't do yoga in our religion. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just such a, a taboo thing. And so I think it's like learning and knowing that tapping this, you know, this communication, open, opening this, these gates and lines of communication with God and so true. you're, you know, that that's coming from him. And so, um, Tiffany, I think it's can help. She's our religious beliefs are a little bit different, but they're very much the same, but like everything she does has spoken to me and helped strengthen my relationship with God and Jesus Christ. And so I don't think I want, I just feel like that's important for people to know. I think a lot of times, especially my friends and my network think that it's, this is against what we're, we'll believe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Alignment is like a hose. So alignment, consciousness, consciousness is a stream. It's a never ending stream of energy. And so the energy is around us. Energy is constantly flowing on the sub, like science at this point has proven that our atoms of our tiniest cells are subatomic energy. And so that, you know, is for those that are like, I need science. There, there is science at this point that proves that on a vibrational level, you and your cells have a frequency and a vibration and an energy that is coming out of them. So there's no way that you can possibly, you know, deny that you're not some sort of energy form of a being, whether you're, and it's something that's really important and something that really helped me and brought me a lot of peace and brought me very close to God is that I was reminded um, by a close friend during one of my trainings that my relationship with God is mine. It's very personal. My God. This is my God. This is my relationship. So you get to define your relationship with God, just like you get to define any other thing in your life. And when you realize that it's my relationship with God and you know, you have your relationship with your God that takes away the, the need and the force to try to be right. And if we just let go of that need to try to be right and just to try to find a place of acceptance and understanding, then we would be able to make a lot more change and impact in this world because we wouldn't be so forced or already thinking in that brain and creating that narrative of how to try to argue and how to try to convince somebody of your truth because your truth is your truth and the alignment 
comes and that stream of consciousness is coming to you when you're in alignment. And so for a long time, you know, you can feel like you're, it's like a hose and it gets kinked and you're like, oh, I just don't feel right. I just don't feel good in my life and it, nothing feels good. And so it's like, what can you do? What is one thing you can do today to make yourself feel good? What is one kind thing that you can do for yourself? Because if we started to treat ourselves like the way we treated other people and we started talking to ourselves the way we treated other people, it would change your relationship with yourself so much. I would never talk to, you know, I think of the narratives that I have in my head and, you know, you need to do this, you need to do more. And I would never speak to Tracy as my sister and say, you need to be doing more, you need to be doing this. Like, that's not even a thought that comes into my mind. So, if, you know, you spoke with that same loving kindness to yourself, then it would create that sense of knowing and just trust that you can kind of find, fall into that alignment and just call on God and just knowing that these spiritual practices are ways to raise that frequency and that vibrational energy. Um, a really great book is called Power Versus Force. And it goes through the entire emotional scale and how the emotions that we feel create a different frequency in our bodies. And it talks that it shows that scale and to really start making change and to actually have the willpower to make any sort of change. It's around 250, which is actually courage. So it takes courage and facing the fear to actually get to the higher levels of consciousness and to higher levels of frequency and to higher feelings of love as you have to face that fear to actually fully go there. And so that's something that I would totally recommend. It's one book that I recommend everybody in their life reads. Um, and it just changed my relationship and how I could think um, about frequency, energy, and God and incorporating it all together so that I could have a very spiritual connection, but also knowing that for my scientific brain that there is that proof or not even proof, but just there's a validation that comes with knowing that what you're made up of is, you know, real and it's on that subatomic level that it's and just with kind of having that belief and trust and knowing. Well, thank you so much Tiff, for tuning in with us. I love that people, I'm so proud of you and I love that I get to share you and like your growth and how smart and beautiful you are. And I'm so, so grateful for you. We'll make sure to link all your info and all the books and everything that you referenced in our highlights on Instagram. Once again, Tiffany, thank you so much. Have a good one. We'll talk to you real soon. Perfect. Okay. Bye guys. Thanks for tuning in.